0: Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness, just like the fireflies, by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with the mental illness. And, of course, to normalize the mental health conversation. So welcome back, everyone. I feel like it's been a long time, even though we just had an episode last week. But, y'all, my week has been just chaotic. That's the word I'll use, chaotic. So this week, or last week, rather, I spoke to high school students and middle school students. So I spoke at a middle school and we talked about negative versus positive self-talk, which was really great. Um, I got some really great feedback, not only from the middle school students, but the high school students actually helped facilitate this minority scholars program that the middle school and the high school have together. It's a partnership. And also the guidance counselor um, gave some great feedback. And I really enjoyed it to, it just kind of reminded me of speaking to my siblings since I'm the oldest of seven, but... I don't get to have workshops with my siblings. Um, I don't think that, I mean, they would listen probably more like if I have a phone call with them, but I wouldn't, the point is I wouldn't be able to have something like that with my siblings, but it actually reminded me of them since the middle school students were close to my siblings age. But on Thursday, I spoke to a all girls mentoring program in Baltimore and it was amazing. The name of the mentoring program is SAVE like the actual you know Sage that people use to clean their energy around their house but Sage is an acronym for saving adolescents girls everywhere and we talked about suicide prevention and negative and positive self-talk and helping them coming helping them come up with their I am affirmations and the conversation was very good like they were they were very well receptive I enjoy speaking to the high school students because I could just be completely real with them because a lot of the students in the high school, you know, they, they live in the Baltimore area, the Baltimore city area. So they are exposed to a lot. And I come from a very similar background as the kids who live in Baltimore. So I could just completely be real with them and share what my childhood was like and share the things that I've experienced from my dad being on drugs and in and out of jail to teenage pregnancy that happened in my community to losing friends and family members to gun violence like I could just be so real with them because they got it and that's probably like one of the favorite things that I truly enjoy doing and it was great I really enjoyed myself but just with this week it was just I'm just I was just so tired like I realized like there was so much going on for me preparing for the workshops for both workshops rather to preparing to leave for the weekend. I went to Virginia. Well, I mean, I'm not far from Virginia, but I have family who lives in like the Fredericksburg, uh, Stafford area. So I went to visit my family there just because I haven't seen them in a while. I don't know, maybe two years. So I was preparing for that too. But I also work on a mental health research project where I have a contract with a nonprofit. And so I was working on that too this week. And I was just like, by the weekend, all I wanted to do was just crash. And I was like, girl, you got to take some time for yourself. So I did get some rest, but I still feel tired. (laughs) But, um, yes, I just wanted to kind of fill you guys in on my week. Last week we spoke with Rob. I would definitely say that interviewing Rob was probably one of the highlights of the podcast for me. I truly enjoyed Rob like his story is just so powerful and I'm interested in hearing what you all thought about him sharing his story of struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts and also losing his dad to suicide and also losing his older cousin to suicide. So his story is just so powerful and I'm in, I truly enjoyed seeing how he's using his trials that he's gone through and he is doing so much for suicide prevention. And sexual harassment, and just went through his fitness program absolute fitness, but also absolute life. He's just doing so many amazing things. And y'all, let me know what y'all thought about last week's episode. I would definitely say that the episode with Rob is definitely one of my favorites. So I truly enjoyed it. This week, we have a little bit of a switch as to what we're going to talk about. I had. So let me tell you, I definitely prepared for what we were going to talk about today. I interviewed a therapist and I was like, oh, well, we're going to this episode will air this week. But something happened to me this week and I was like, oh, wait, no, we got to put that episode on pause because y'all know I believe in being as transparent as I possibly can about My life, and I don't have everything figured out, I don't have all the answers sway, but I have completely grown and transformed into a completely different person because of my struggles with mental illness. So, I typically, when I'm preparing for any podcast episode, I have my show notes and my talking points, you know. What I'm going to talk about but this week I was like no I kind of want to let things flow a little differently so y'all bear with me so this week I was working on the mental health research project that I'm working on with um, the contract that I have and so I happened to get a phone call from my ex-boyfriend I haven't talked to him in about let's say a year and a half. So let's say September of 2017. So it's been a really long time. We broke up in 2014. We weren't even dating for that long, maybe five months. But needless to say, he called my phone. And I was just so shocked. It literally seemed like the world stopped. I was like, why is he calling me? And I didn't answer. I just kind of looked at the phone as it was ringing. And I saw his name pop up on my screen so you know like females or kind of we do you know girls I text two of my friends and (laughs) I sent them a screenshot like girl why is my ex hitting me up (laughs) so one of my friends was like girl like you passed that test with flying colors because it's not easy to ignore somebody that I actually wanted to talk to but like we haven't talked in so long and during the course of me processing the relationship with him and I realized that so we dated in 2014 and I realized that during the course of me dating him in 2014 but also after we broke up from 2014 to 2017 we were like on and off and not on and off as in like a couple but on and off like we would hang out sometimes just to kind of check in and see how things were going or maybe we would have moments we were just sleep together so it was just like an on and off thing we could go maybe for six months to a year without talking to each other and sometimes it'll just be like a text message hey what's up what's going on and not just on his end but on my end too (laughs) my other friend responded and she's like um girl like, basically, like, I wonder what that's about. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out why is he texting me? But I was like, no, I knew for myself that I was not ready to have a phone conversation with him. And part of that was because, as y'all know, if you are listening to this podcast week after week, you remember the episode where I talked about finding peace in my singleness and celibacy. So since I knew that I, for per, you know, for my reasons, my Originally, my reasons to being celibate was because I wanted to weed out all the losers. And I remember that when I was dating my ex and just kind of on and off with him, I was in a really broken place. Dating him was also me being selfish. And I say that because when I was dating him, I was in my depression. I was dealing with feelings of loneliness. I also did not want to sit in my depression and deal with any thoughts or any emotions. So if I spent time with him, it was a distraction. And so I'm saying it's being selfish because he was just a distraction for me. And so on his part too, he had his selfish reasonings too, but I'm not going to point the fingers and say... It was all him because let's be clear, I'm taking responsibility for me trying to get my needs met during that time, which simply was not even about sex. It was more so about let me do what I need to do to distract myself so I don't have to deal with anything or try not to deal with it. So my friend basically, well, one of my friends, because I text two of my friends. So one of my friends response was like, well, you know, maybe he's not hitting you up for sex or maybe he's like trying to get back with you. Maybe he wants to apologize, like that whole thing. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to talk to him. And also, like I said, because I knew that I was not strong enough to have a conversation with him because I didn't know like if that would cause me to like be like, not be committed to my celibacy and like have a weak moment. Cause let's be clear, I'm not a... I'm not this I don't know what's the way of putting it but it's not like I'm yes I'm I'm a, I've transformed and I've changed a lot but I'm human just like everyone else listening to the podcast we all have weak moments and so I was like I'm not strong enough to have a conversation with him so let me just not respond or not answer so as my friend and I are going back and forth my friend's like oh you're being dramatic or whatever because I was at this point I was actually starting to get upset at the fact that I guess I felt like my friend was challenging me because she was like well he could be a changed person so you know she's like I've been there before where exes would try to get back with you know would try to get back with me and so she's like I'm the type of person would just try to figure out I would answer the phone to figure out what they had to say and I'm feeling like for me I felt like well for what like what is it going to serve me by knowing what it is what he has to say do y'all kind of follow me I feel like I'm somewhat all over the place but just 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 bear with me I'm working through it so I was trying to figure out I said well I'm on my journey he's on his journey I've done so much work on myself and I haven't talked to this man in a year and a half so what does he have to say to me now that he couldn't say to me before and how is it going to help me And I just didn't feel the need to have the conversation with him. So my other friend's like, girl, you passed that test with flying colors. Like, I'm so proud of you. You didn't, you know, just kind of giving me some, you know, some words of, you know, affirmation, like reaffirming me. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm so proud of myself because I didn't answer the phone. Not realizing all the stuff that was about to surface for your girl. So my other friend who I said, I kind of felt like she was challenging me. I was explaining to her that no I don't need to have a conversation with him this is not this is not gonna help me and she's like well he's probably a changed person and I'm like well I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt it is my hope and prayer that my ex is a new person but just because he's a new person does that mean that I have to let him back in my life and the reason why I want to talk about this is because I know that there are some of you who will listen to the podcast that can apply this to your life or may have had a similar situation or will have a similar situation so I'm like well yeah just because he may be a new person what does that have to do with me I'm a new person too but I'm not reaching back out to him I don't know what you know what he wanted to talk about or like if he was trying to get something to clear his conscience like I don't know (laughs) But at the same time, I'm like, I have to know myself, I have to know myself enough to figure out what I can handle and what I can't. And the only way I'm going to know that is by being self aware and doing the work. So as my friend and I continue with the have having the conversation, y'all, I got so worked up, like, Y'all, I I can't even explain how worked up I got. But just know it got to the point where I was so upset with my friend. I was like, I'm going to have to talk to you later because I'm getting really worked up right now. I'm tearing and I need to go like cry and process all this stuff for me. Because at the time, I could not figure out why I was like so triggered. Because the situation truly did trigger me. And by the time I stopped texting my friend, I was literally sending her like encyclopedias. (laughs) And so by the time I finished texting her, I like took a moment and I was just thinking and thinking about it and trying to figure out why was I so triggered? So I called my friend, my other friend who was like reaffirming me, right? And I'm like, I just need to talk to you because I'm really trying to process like all what's going on because I don't know why I'm why I'm getting upset and why I'm like crying and having this whole meltdown so I'm talking to my friend and it start I start to realize like as I'm crying on the phone with her the one of the reasons why I was upset that when I text my other friend is subconsciously I was expecting for for someone to say, girl, I'm so proud of you. You know, you didn't break, you know, you, you know, you are, you didn't answer his phone call or like just kind of someone to encourage me. But I didn't realize that that was what I needed until I got it from someone else. That's one part of it. The other part of it was that all that my ex represented. So here I am is 2019. I am doing fantastic. I am focusing on growing my business I am focusing on growing the podcast I am Very committed to my mental health but also my physical health. Y'all know y'all been listening to the podcast the past, you know, couple weeks, how I have been talking about, you know, being in the gym consistently since the month of November. I've been talking about changing my eating habits and just the changes that I have been making, not just for my mental health, but my physical health too, because ultimately my physical health does impact my mental health. And so since I've been on this transformation journey of seeking of not seeking but of being whole and operating in a place of wholeness versus brokenness i'm like that's not something that i want to entertain so i realized the thing that my ex represented for me was the takia that was depressed takia that was broken takia that was lonely takia that was not coping well at all takia who was suicidal When I was dealing with him, whether it was when we were actually official for like in 2014 to from 2014 and 2017, till we were like on and off. During that time, I was just not healthy. And so I was expecting to, at the time when we were dating, trying to have a healthy relationship with someone who actually was not even healthy himself. So my ex struggles with bipolar disorder. So here you have two broken people and two sick people who are trying to have a healthy relationship. That's not going to work out. So I was getting upset because it made me think about the place that i was in and again like i said all that he represented he represented a very a broken version of me and since i'm not there anymore i don't want to have a person in my life that brings me back to that place now that's not to say that if i would have answered the phone that my ex would have made me go back to that cuz who's like i said who's to say he could have been calling me to apologize He could have been calling to say, I'm so sorry. You know, I really want to be with you. He could have been calling. I, I like, I just don't know why he was calling me. But at the same time, I said to my friend, just because he's a changed person and I'm a changed person doesn't mean that we have to be in each other's lives. Like he could have very well served his purpose and I've just moved on and I'm in a different space. And so I'm in a space in my life where I am focused on protecting my energy and protecting my peace because I have worked, excuse my French, so damn hard to have a peace of mind that anything person, place that is going to come in and threaten that peace, they got to go. They got to go. And that's not to say that he was coming to do that. But literally, I was brought back to that place when I didn't have a sense of peace. And I was like, wait, hold up. This this is this is too much. I'm I'm not trying to go there. I don't want to do that. And so I remember like, when I was texting my friend before I told her, like, I need a moment to go cry and process. I was telling her like all that he represented. And I was like, that was me. Like, I was not in a good place. And so I don't want to, I just don't want to entertain that. And so one of the things that I want to challenge you who are listening and ask you is, Are you allowing people in your life or to stay in your life out of obligation? Like, oh, this is my family, so they have to stay in my life. Or this is my childhood friend and I've known them for so long that they're like family, I have to keep them in my life. A lot of times we hold on to people, places, and things because it's like this loyalty thing. It's like, oh, well, I've known them for so long. And even though they may be contributing to the detriment of my mental health or overall health, I'm still going to have them in my life because they've been around for so long, but they're not healthy for me. Y'all see where I'm going with this? So like I said, I'm not saying that my I'm you will never hear me um dog or dog out or like speak negatively or badly about my ex because he's not a bad person and I will never put him in a bad light but I'm just saying that we both were unhealthy when we were dealing with each other so that it is impossible to have a healthy relationship for two people to have a healthy relationship if they both are unhealthy mentally and broken. Cuz here I was struggling with depression and anxiety and here he was at the time struggling with bipolar disorder. And he was also not taking any medication and also I don't believe he was going to therapy. And when I first started dealing with him, I was not in therapy and then when I did get in therapy, I was still kind of on and off with him. And it's interesting because I was talking about this to my therapist on Friday and I was laughing because I was like I never really talked about dating really in therapy. I only just talked about like my childhood and like really trying to heal from all of that so I never really talked about dating and not to mention as y'all know I've said that I was a late bloomer so that just wasn't something that was really important to me at the time but I think it's really important for me to explore the relationships that I have had even though it's very few but I think it's important to explore those to see like if there are any patterns or Connections that I need to make for moving forward for when I am considering dating you know like getting back into the whole dating scene this year so I need to make sure that I'm operating at my best self and so I remember telling my therapist this and I told her that after going through this process and figuring out what he represented and that's why I was so worked up and upset that I was proud of myself and here's here's why so after I had the conversation with my friend I said, you know, I'm going to call my other friend and just let her know, like, how the conversation started as a text message from, like, girl, tell me why my ex calling me to me getting worked up and, like, not even wanting to talk to my friend at this time because I literally, like, the roof was coming off the house because, like, I was just, I was, yo, I was just a mess. And so... I text her and I was like, Hey girl, like, I really need to talk to you. And this was after I got off the phone with my friend who helped me process everything. So she's like, okay, I'm free now. So I call her and I'm like, so here's the thing. Another reason why I'm upset is because when I was having this conversation with my friend about or trying to explain to my friend via text message, all that my ex represented my friend also said you're being dramatic and that literally just was the fuel to the fire and here's why because when I was in my darkest days people have said to me you're being dramatic now granted let me be clear I can certainly be dramatic at times I will not take take that away however when my friend said that I'm being dramatic that also triggered me on top of being triggered by my ex y'all see y'all following me y'all got me so here I am having this conversation with her and getting all worked up because my ex just triggered me by reaching out to me and or I was triggered rather I'm not gonna say he triggered me but I was triggered by him reaching out to me and then having this conversation with my friend and the conversation going completely left and then she said this comment of being dramatic so now that also took me back to that place as well and then what that made me feel like is my feelings were not being like validated so in the end when you're having a conversation with people in your life and you're expressing your feelings you need your feelings to be validated so that even if someone doesn't agree with you they can at least understand where you're coming from right so I was like when you said that I'm being dramatic I was triggered because that's what people said to me during the time when I was dealing with my ex. Not even just about situations with him. But just overall. So this was just a lot for me to process. And this is why I was getting really upset. And I was crying. And I was like all emotional. Because this. And then part of me also maybe felt like you were trying to threaten me. Not threaten me. Like like or challenge me. Let me not use the word threaten. But like trying to challenge me. And I said I understand what you're saying. Because she was like yeah I'm just saying maybe he's a new person. And You can't, you know, you can't assume that he's the same person. And I said, I'm not assuming he's the same person. It is my hope and prayer that my ex is a new person. Cause I'm not the same person from 2014 when I started, when I was dating him or 2015, when we were on and off or 2016, 27, 2017, I'm not the same person at all. In fact, I'm not even the same person from 2018. Like I have constantly grown through my journey Of healing so I don't Think he's the same person he could be But as again like I said I'm giving him the benefit Of the doubt and so Just because he's the same, he could be a new person, and let's say he is, does that mean that I have to let him back in my life? And I understand that there are instances where people change and they grow and they become new people and they work, you know, they wind up getting remarried or, you know, trying to have a new relationship since they are, you know, they're in different places and spaces in their life. Like, I get that. But for me, I was like, no, that's not what I want. I don't want to date my ex. I don't want to try to start a relationship with him because I realized during my processes that I never loved him. I thought I was in love with him at the time when we were dating, but no. I was more so like infatuated by the idea of like being in a relationship and having someone there and also dealing with the pressures of feeling The need to be in a relationship because all of my friends were dating or most of my friends were dating. Most of my peers started dating in high school. I was not dating in high school or college. Like my focus in high school and college, my focus in high school was to get to college And then my focus in college was to get through college. So I was not, that was not really my focus. So at this point, I think 2014, I may have been 24. Yeah, 24. So at that time, it's like, well, I need to be in a relationship because this is what everyone else is is doing. And I'm feeling the pressures and then also feeling like, well, dang girl, you need to date because you haven't been dating anyone. And so that's why I was doing this. It wasn't like, yeah, I wanted to be in a relationship, but it was more, More so, I was in a relationship with my ex out of desperation. And also because I was depressed. So I'm like, why? And thinking back to at that time of me thinking like, oh yeah, I thought I was in love with him. No, I wasn't. And I said that in therapy too. I was like, I was not in love with him, and it and and it did not take me into being separated from him for a while. And I don't mean separated as in like us being apart as in not dating, but I meant like of not communicating with him, not talking to him, or anything, and, and completely focusing on myself. That oh yeah, you were just dealing with him because you were feeling broken, you were lonely, you were depressed, you were desperate to be in a relationship, you wanted to have somebody around. Like, those were all the reasons. None of those are good reasons to be in a relationship. None of those. Like, a lot of times we think, and it's just not women, men too think that you get in a relationship with someone or not even getting a relationship with someone maybe you just have somebody that you know you're just sleeping to, you know you're just sleeping with them but it's for a distraction cuz it's like oh I just need a release I need to just not think about anything so hey I'm just going to hook up with this person or I'm just going to keep somebody around keep them in my back pocket for whenever I start to not want to deal with my emotions or my thoughts I can call this person up because they can distract me I know I'm not the only person in the world has done that. And I know I'm not going to be the last person in the world to do that. So that's why I wanted to talk about this on the podcast, because I want to have you all think about this as you listen to this episode. Ask yourself, do you have any person place or thing in your life that you're using as a crutch and as a distraction so you don't deal with your emotions and if you have a mental illness then are you using the person to distract you from your mental illness and even if you do not have a mental illness are you using this person place or thing as a distraction so you don't deal with your thoughts and emotions So you don't have to deal with your mental and emotional health. That's one thing that I want to ask you all. And the other thing is, are you keeping people in your life out of like loyalty because you've known them for so long? Like, or because they're like, or you, or for some people you think, oh, I can change this person. Like I can be their savior. I can help them change and become a better person. Then what is it about? Like, ask yourself then, why are you trying to help this person change and become a better person? Like, what satisfaction is that giving you by helping someone change? Are you the type of person that's going to throw it in someone's face and say like, hey, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be nothing? Or subconsciously, you need some form of validation? Like, ask yourself that. For me, that's why I thought it was really important to have this very transparent moment, Something that happened to me this week that I had to process. And going back to me um, saying when I went to therapy to talk about this and I was explaining why I was so proud of myself is for a few reasons. Not just because I didn't answer the phone call from my ex, because he did text me like a couple months ago and I didn't respond to the text either. I just looked at it because I was just like, look, I am in the best place of my life that I had ever been in, ever. Because like I said, I've realized throughout my years of being on this earth that I've certainly had happy moments and great milestones but I was never whole and I was never happy even though I had happy moments I was not truly happy and y'all may say like well how is that possible we can have moments in our life that make us feel good and make us feel happy but when those moments pass and you get to the root of yourself and you're like wait I'm not really I'm not happy I'm not whole. I'm a very broken person. And that's what it was for me. Like, when I think about it, I have been dealing with depression since I was, I don't know, 12, 11. So it just got to the point that at 2014 and 2015 is when it got out of control and I could not control it anymore. And I can no longer suppress the suicidal thoughts. So I'm like, well, this is a lot for me. And so the reason why I said that I was so proud of myself is because I did not avoid having the conversation with my friend when I was triggered. Now granted I took a moment to process but I went back called her had a conversation and basically through that conversation she was like I didn't realize all that he represented and I was just taking the text message at face value which was you sent the screenshot of the missed call and said girl why is he contacting me so like I just took it as face value not thinking about the deeper meaning behind what this whole thing represented for you. The old Kia would have just gotten mad at my friend and not talked to her for maybe three weeks, four weeks, who knows, maybe longer than that, because I was really good at holding grudges and not talking to people and just cutting people off. Like, y'all, don't get me wrong. If, if there are people I need to cut off now, I will do that. But the point is that I just approach it differently because now I've given my chance myself the opportunity to opportunity to express to my friend how the things that she said how it made me feel and then also gave my friend the opportunity to explain her side and then just kind of move on from you know move on from that so that's why I was proud of myself because then like my friend the old Kia would have been like okay well she's contacting me and I'm not responding to her and she would have been like okay well I think I know why why she's upset with me but I'm not 100% sure but never actually had a conversation to go into depth because again this was all happening via text message at first and y'all know texting can misconstrue things all the time so by having that conversation, it was like, wow, so here I am doing something that I that the old me would have not have normally done. I would not have contacted her and I would have just kind of been upset and all in my own head and thinking, conjuring up things. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. And when I went to my when I went to therapy on Friday, I told my therapist, I was like, damn, girl, you good. But no, it was like in the sense of when I start realizing when the dots start connecting for me, like I've been in therapy for three and a half years. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I had a huge thing with like avoidance. Y'all avoidance was like my middle name. I and I I mean, I'm not completely I would say I wouldn't I'm not in a place where I wouldn't completely avoid certain things or people, but. I challenge what I have normally done. And that's what therapy is really great for helping you to challenge the ways that you think and your behavior. And I was like, you know what, no, let me do let me put these tools into place. Because it's one thing to go to therapy and become extremely self aware and realize all these things. But it's another thing to take what you have learned and actually apply it to your life. Because ultimately, that's what you want to do. You want to Take what you've learned and apply it. Because if you're going to have knowledge and not apply it, what good is it? That made me feel proud because I went against everything that I would normally do. And it's very hard to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. What's comfortable for me is avoiding people, ignoring them, and just being in my own little world upsetting, holding grudges. That's what's comfortable because that's what I have always done my entire life. But what happens when you have to change those things So that you can become a better version of yourself And also to have healthy relationships with the people in your life And to have a healthy relationship with yourself So that was a huge like eye opening moment for me because i also took the time to process to figure out cuz when it was all happening y'all i did not know why i was upset i was just crying but i didn't even know why i cried i remember talking to my friend i was just like i just don't know why i'm like i don't know why i'm crying like what the heck is going on and i had to sit with it and sometimes for a lot of us emotions and thoughts are very challenging to sit with. So we do things to distract us and then we don't actually process it. And then by not doing that, now we have left a, a scar on us emotionally and mentally because we haven't taken the time to process and work through those things. For me, I really hope that you all look at the things, people, and places that are in your life and ask yourself Does this support my emotional well being? Am I holding on to something or a person? And it's not helping my mental and emotional health. Am I learning things about myself and I'm becoming self-aware, but I'm not taking the time to apply what I have learned so that I can have a healthier life? Ask yourself that. And even when it comes to the loyalty piece, asking yourself, what am I being loyal to? Why am I keeping this person, place or thing in my life? What good is it serving me? If it's not supporting my mental health, And I feel like I need to hold on to whatever it is that I'm holding on to because it's what's comfortable. Because let's be clear, we can can become comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's familiar with us. For instance, I was in a depression for so long that I got, and even though I didn't like being there, I was okay with being in that place because I've been in it for so long that I did not know anything else but depression. So it's like, let me stay here because I may not like it, but this is what's comfortable for me. And this is what I know. I had to work through that point of not sitting in it and actually processing, processing things and going through them. Because you can't avoid it. You can't get around it. You can't go under it. You can't jump over it. The only thing you can do is go through it. And it's going to take time to process those things. Like I said, I've been in therapy for three and a half years. And there are things that are like where the dots are just starting to connect for me. Like this. Instant that happened this week and I was like oh this is what I learned in therapy and this is you know the toolbox and by the toolbox we're actually going to have a podcast episode on this I'm not quite sure when we'll do this but the things that are in your toolbox are what are the things that support your mental and emotional well-being even your physical well-being what are the things in your toolbox that make sure that keeps you healthy and whole and so for me the things that keep me healthy and whole is going continuing to go to therapy so that I can continue to process and making sure that I'm having healthy relationships in my life and with myself and doing things that are against the grain for me that are uncomfortable as hell, but they are for the betterment of my mental health. So what are those things that are in your toolbox, you know, the things that help Me, of course, stay well outside of therapy is taking my medication. Even though I'm in the process of being weaned off of one of my medications, and then I'll start the process of being weaned off the other, I still have to take them. So that's one of the things that support my well-being. The other thing that supports my well-being is me spending time to myself. While yes, I truly love people and I enjoy meeting new people. I also am naturally an introvert, as you have known if you listen to the podcast. I need downtime to process, I need time to pull away way there are moments where I do not want to talk to anybody I just want to lay in my bed read a book or just scroll on Amazon and do something that does not require me to talk or to think. What are those things for you? Spending time with family could be one, but also if you're spending time with family, let's make sure that we have family and friends that are healthy, that are supporting our well-being and that's not going to add to it. So for me, it's also spending time with family and friends. It's also journaling. It's also doing things that make me feel good and that are healthy for me. So thinking about what are those things that you need in your toolbox? And we will definitely have an episode that talk about how do I go about figuring out what are the best things to help me in my toolbox? Because it's going to be different for every single person. It's not going to be the same because what may work for me may not work for for someone else and vice versa. And so it is very personalized. But in the end, the point is that whatever you have in your toolbox will always support your mental and emotional and even your physical well-being. So, so that certainly serves as our mind, body and soulness segment, of course. I'm definitely figuring out ways to I don't know if I need to like rearrange the podcast as far as the format goes, but that is definitely something that I wanted to talk about because again, I definitely want to talk about things on the podcast that are like happening and then talking about like how i've worked through it and how the things that i had to do to get to the other side i want to make sure that of course the interviews are great for people to talk about how they've worked through their mental illness or they've dealt with a family member with a mental illness, to get therapists on the podcast to talk about things. All those things are great, but with something that is extremely important for me is that I'm being transparent and I'm letting y'all know things that are happening like live in action, like currently, and y'all like, cause I never want people to think I haven't figured out all together. Like I'll just because I know there are so many people who listen to the podcast who look up to me who like you're such an inspiration. And I truly do appreciate that. That means a lot to me. But I also want y'all to know that I'm human and I still have things that I'm still continuing to work on. But trust and believe that the things that I talk about on the podcast, I'm definitely uh, these are things that I'm always applying to my life. You will not hear me talk about something or suggest something that I that I personally have not done or I'm not living what I talk about on the podcast. So it is my prayer that you all got something from this episode. And please let me know, like, what are your thoughts? Let me know if, you know, if if it's something that has happened in your life or something that you're currently dealing with. Please feel free to hit me up on social media. Y'all know I'm at Fireflies Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Y'all can also join the Fireflies Unite Healthy Minds group. I will be doing a Facebook Live this month. Y'all know I go live once a month. That is my goal to do that. That is certainly outside of my comfort zone because I do not like going live. but I'm just, you know, going against the grain a little bit and doing those things that make me feel uncomfortable. Some of y'all who listen to the podcast, y'all enjoy the lives. So I was like, okay, Taki, we're going to work on doing that once a month. And so doing things outside of my comfort zone. I also uh, just want to thank you all for just listening to the podcast week after week. I truly do appreciate it. The biggest way that you can support the podcast for those of you who want to figure out, you know, want to know more ways that you can support is share it. Share the podcast on social media. Send it in an email to someone. Text it to someone and be like hey I just heard this episode it really really struck a chord with me I think it'll you know you can benefit from this share it that's all I ask of you guys is to just share the podcast continue to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave your reviews on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or the Facebook page help people know more about the Fireflies Unite community that I'm working so hard to build let them know what are the things that you've gotten from the podcast and again I just again want to thank you all so much for listening to the podcast and rocking with me. You all have a very blessed week and I will talk to you next week. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health, but please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.